right, glad you're with us. Huh? We're here. We're here. Let not your hearts be troubled. 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program? Well, I've been saying if we if we apply the Democratic Party standards on impeachment and we apply them to Kamala and Maxine Waters and Joe Biden, and now we've got Chuck Schumer, we dug out of the archives, his comments to Gorsuch and Kavanaugh, if you apply the same standards, then, okay, a week from yesterday, when uh, Joe and Kamala come to town, uh, guess what? They should immediately be filing articles of impeachment, and really all they need to do is just take yesterday's impeachment sham and shift show and just insert the words of Kamala, Joe, Maxine and Schumer and and go forward with impeachment votes on them. I mean, it's not good for the country. I'm not saying they should do it. But if we apply their standards, that would be what would happen in six days. Uh, You do have a freshman Republican congresswoman. Our Marjorie Taylor Greene announced that she will introduce articles of impeachment against Joe over his abuse of power. And we can't have a president that's, you know, abusing power and and bought off by a foreign government. You know, when the wait till the you know, it's wait till the laptop information comes out. Boy, oh, boy, we've been briefed. Now, let's play Donald Trump. At the January 6th rally, let's play because remember, they never no Democrat, nobody in the mob, the media, they're not playing his speech. They're not playing. He said this. This is where he called out to the crowd to go in uh, forward with this insurrection, which is their favorite new word. I know that everyone here will soon be marching over to the Capitol building to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. Wait a minute. Marching over to the Capitol to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. Okay, is that a call for violence and insurrection? I don't think so. Now, let's play a little game. We've got Chucky Schumer. Sounds very angry, which he often is. Saying that Gorsuch and Kavanaugh are going to pay a price. And they won't know what hit them. This sounds like a threat to me. Listen. I want to tell you, Gorsuch, I want to tell you, Kavanaugh, you have released the whirlwind and you will pay the price. You're going you're going to pay the price and you will not know what hit you. All right, let's play the whole montage. Let's play I want to the- tell you, Gorsuch, I want to tell you, Kavanaugh, you have released the whirlwind and you will pay the price. You won't know what hit you if you go forward with these awful decisions. The press always asks me, don't I wish I were debating him? No, I wish you were in high school. I could take him behind the gym. That's what I wish. I, I made a mistake. I didn't make a mistake, but they asked me, would I like to debate this gentleman? And I said, no. I said, if we were in high school, I'd take him behind the gym and beat the hell out of him. You see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, I am sitting here listening, watching, absorbing, thinking about Ali, even though I never met him, 
And with this kind of inspiration, I will go and take Trump out tonight. But they're not going to stop. They're not going to stop. And that's, they're not, this is a movement, I'm telling you. They're not going to stop. And, and everyone beware, because they're not going to stop. It is going to, they're not going to stop before Election Day in November, and they're not going to stop after Election Day. And that should be, everyone should take note of that on both levels, that this isn't, they're not going to let up, and they should not. And we should not. I know that everyone here will soon be marching over to the Capitol building to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. Oh, what a big difference. What a change. What a shock. What hypocrisy. What a breathtaking double standard. Uh, Pretty much everything that we've been seeing every single day. Now, there's some new developments in all of this that I want to get to here. Um, And... And and it's something, look, we have a history on this program and on TV, and I learned this in the Richard Jewell case. I won't bore you by telling you that story again, but there's a reason that we always end up being right on a lot of different stories is because I don't like to rush to judgment. I just don't. And I, I just have learned not to do it. Everyone hey, fits the profile of the lone bomber. He lives with his mo- mother. I'm like, so what? He's probably trying to save money. In the case of Richard Jewell, what they did to that poor kid, that well, as a man, is awful. He died young because of it, and in my opinion. Now, so uh, why were we right on the whole Russia collusion narrative and the mob in the media was so wrong? Because we, we, we verified everything we reported. And some people mad at me that I wouldn't go with, with some of the election stories and, and because I couldn't verify them. And we didn't I didn't go at anything that I personally couldn't verify. And but we focused a lot on the law, partisan observers, Wisconsin state law, Michigan state law, the Pennsylvania Constitution, the consent agreement in in Georgia. You know, we we pointed out criticisms uh, by the left, the media, conservatives. They never agree on anything. They all seem to agree and criticize Dominion voting systems. I don't know anything about voting machines. And said so repeatedly at the time. I said, but if they all agree on it, why don't we get a system we can all agree on? That's that was my commentary on that. And, you know, so. I didn't rush to judgment here. Now, are there people from the rally that went from the monument to the Capitol? The answer is absolutely yes. You can see it. And and people were there. See it. But did I did I always believe there was probably a lot more to the story? Yeah, and I I said I want to get to the bottom of it, and I got criticized for saying it. I think you know I'm trying to be responsible, and not rush to judgment, and find out you know whether whether organizers, agitators, because there often is when something like this happens. Well, now I can look to even fake news, CNN, and the Washington Post, and for example, Washington Post has an article: outgoing police chief, the guy that was fired, um, said the House and Senate security officials. We're hamstringing his efforts to call in the National Guard two days before, you know, this this whole thing happened. The police chief, his name is Stephen Sun, was growing increasingly worried about the size, which is smart, of this rally that was going to take place and the march that was going to take place starting at the Washington Monument going to the Washington Capitol. And it'd be on the safe side. He asked the House and Senate security officials for permission to request that the D.C. National Guard be placed on standby for backup. 
He said, quote, in the Washington Post, they turned him down. Why? Who turned him down? Now it gets more interesting. In his first interview, he said since he resigned his post, he said his supervisors were reluctant to take any formal steps to put the guard on call, even as police intelligence was suggesting that the crowd uh, that was going to the rally uh, would be much larger than earlier demonstrations, which it turned out to be. The House Sergeant of Arms, which, by the way, has to report to Pelosi, said he wasn't comfortable with the optics of declaring an emergency ahead of a demonstration. And meanwhile, the Senate sergeant at arms, that would be Mitch McConnell's jurisdiction, suggested that uh, Sun should formally seek out his guard contacts, asking them to lean forward and be on alert. At least they tried to do something on that side. And anyway, so a cell phone number listing his name, et cetera, it wasn't accepting messages in, in terms of the people that were involved in putting this all together. Uh, the guy declined to comment when a reporter visited his home. This guy Stanger, who was the House Irvine, is the House Sergeant at Arms, and the Senate Sergeant of Arms Stanger uh, declined to comment. And you know, I feel bad these guys, you know, got fired, but I, I you know, they're gonna have to explain themselves at some point. And it was the first of six separate times that this guy's son was asking, you know, and rejected. His request for help on Wednesday is his forces already in the midst of a crisis. He pleaded for help five more times as the scene was getting more dire and as more and more people came and, you know, begging for help. And he's making urgent call after urgent call, he tells The Washington Post. I have to get boots on the ground here, he's saying. So in other words, they, they, they had full warning of this. Now, by the way, if you go to the FBI briefing on all of this, now they defended their actions, and but they they did have intelligence that all of this was, you know, had the potential not to be good. Anyway, the Washington Field Office Assistant Director, acting U.S. Attorney for the District of Columbia, you know, has a press conference to give an update on this. They said a long-term investigation was just beginning. Well, I think we need like a 9-11 commission report. The world was watching this. Our enemies, hostile regimes around the world, saw a vulnerability that should never exist ever in this country. And anyway, they were asked about reports that an internal FBI document warned of what could happen and that nobody paid attention. There was a threat on, on some social media sites that it was attributable to individual people. Um, apparently, they received information at their at at their field office. Um, they briefed with law enforcement and and other partners in the state, federal and state officials. And you know, they had maps, and they literally, you know, that th- they had some indication that something was going to happen, that a massive crowd was gonna was gonna form. Why didn't they do anything about this? Um, Now it gets even more interesting, even fake news CNN. Evidence uncovered so far, including weapons and tactics seen on surveillance video, suggests a level of planning that has led investigators to believe the attack on the Capitol was not just a protest that spiraled out of control. And among the evidence the FBI is examining are indications that some participants outside the White House, left the event early to retrieve items they believe to be used in the assault on the Capitol. 
Well, that's like a planned terrorist attack by some. I do I think some some people that were there to peacefully protest got caught up in the moment, stupidly, you know, went into the Capitol and took part in this. Yep, I do. And they're going to pay a price for it, most of them. And they should. They sh- you got to know you can't participate in something like that. Anyway, the president, when you're talking about every elected official in the Senate and the House and the vice president of the United States, this is madness. And that then gets to the heart of where we are. And that would be, well, that's why you don't have a snap impeachment. Because they don't, in other words, if it was pre-planned and they had placed, and before the speech is even over, they're retrieving, you know, things they're going to use in, in, in literally invading the Capitol, uh, that brings it to a whole other level of what happened here and can never happen, ever. And you still got people like Don Lemon and Jimmy Kimmel saying, well, the summer riots were okay because this was about protecting rights and rioters were about stripping rights away. No, it sounds like a planned orchestrated attack. And by the way, AOC, do you think it's bad with Parler and social media? Now, now she wants a commission to rein in any media that apparently she disagrees with. There's absolutely a commission that's being discussed. Several members of Congress in some of my discussions have brought up uh, media literacy because that is a part of what happened here. We're going to have to figure out. Yeah, figure this out. How we rein in our media environment. Rein in. So that you Shut can't just spew disinformation and misinformation. Well, I would say a lot of disinformation comes from her. Anyway, I want to remind you, cyber criminals are everywhere. You need to protect your good name, your reputation, your finances. And LifeLock, they detect a wide range of threats that you otherwise wouldn't be seeing on your own. Like if your information's for sale on the dark web, if they detect your information is out there, you get alerts. If your information is compromised by cyber criminals, they have restoration specialists to get your good name, your your credit back, your credit score back, and and protect your money. LifeLock.com. They have a low annual rate. And today you can save an additional 25% off your first year. All you have to do is go to LifeLock.com, use the promo code Hannity, or call 1-800-LIFELOCK. Now, protect your name, your reputation, your finances, and your credit score. LifeLock.com, 1-800-LIFELOCK, promo code Hannity. All right, back to this report and the FBI and other law enforcement defending the acting director in charge of the FBI's Washington field office, you know, on reports that there was an internal FBI document that, quote, warned ahead of time of war and other forms of violence by extremists who planned to travel that day to, to D.C., that they were they were reading it on social media posts and message boards. And, you know, quote, my Washington field office received information. We we briefed that within 40 minutes. He said the information included uh, maps of the Capitol complex and tunnels and plans for swarming it. 
and claimed it was ingested by the Joint Terrorism Task Force, which helps the FBI initiatives, et cetera, et cetera. You know, then then you have the whole other issue of the, you know, D.C. mayor, uh, uh, Bowser, defending, you know, letter that she wrote to the Army secretary who oversees deployments of the D.C. Guard since the Capitol is in a state and and heads of other federal agencies asking them not to deploy federal protective forces as they did during some of the, the protests last summer, which, by the way, when they were deployed, they were quite effective. And anyway, so the officials, you know, they, they issued a statement, et cetera. But then then they went on to say over 100,000 pieces of digital media in response to a public call for information about those involved in, in violence. And I hope we get to the bottom of it. I mean, so they have all this information out there that we're now looking at. You know, John Solomon has a freedom of information request out to see the department's investigation and and pointing out police are keeping interviews with Capitol security officials secret because this quote, he's told his sources that something really embarrassing that it's all going to come out. Well, that's a far cry from the snap impeachment arguments that Donald Trump caused it. When again, we play him saying some of you are going to march peacefully and patriotically to the Capitol to let your voices heard. Very different than Schumer, Maxine Waters, Kamala Harris, and Joe. I want to tell you, Gorsuch, I want to tell you, Kavanaugh, you have released the whirlwind and you will pay the price. You won't know what hit you if you go forward with these awful decisions. The press always asks me, don't I wish I were debating him? No, I wish we were in high school. I could take him behind the gym. That's what I wish. I, I made a mis- I didn't make a mistake, but they asked me, would I like to debate this gentleman? And I said, no. I said, if we were in high school, I'd take him behind the gym and beat the hell out of him. You see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station, you get out and you create a crowd. I am sitting here listening, watching, absorbing, thinking about Ali, even though I never met him. And with this kind of inspiration, I will go and take Trump out tonight. But they're not going to stop. They're not going to stop. And that's, they're not, this is a movement, I'm telling you. They're not going to stop. And, and everyone beware. Because they're not going to stop. It is going to. They're not going to stop before election day in November, and they're not going to stop after election day. And that should be. Everyone should take note of that on both levels. That this isn't. They're not going to let up, and they should not. And we should not. I know that everyone here will soon be marching over to the Capitol building to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. Doesn't that just add a whole new context to everything that we've been hearing and and everything everybody has been saying? Wow. Uh, By the way, I guess at least we learned something from what happened on the 6th as 20,000 National Guard troops will be stationed in D.C. on Inauguration Day. Um, Now, there there was a report in U.S. News that there's going to be demonstrations this weekend. And maybe some of you listening to my voice are planning to go there. My advice is do not go. There's nothing good that's going to happen there. And it sounds to me, and if until we get to the bottom, now you're free to do whatever you want. 
If you go, don't get involved with the, any crazy people that might might want to drag the crowd into, you know, what happened at the Capitol. Don't do it. Don't be a part of that. That's not who we are. We don't want anyone getting hurt ever. We want to protect our and support and help our our law enforcement officers. They deserve that from good Americans. And uh, there's one report out there that the National Guard, according to U.S. News, is actually authorized to use lethal force. Um, that doesn't take away how how is it possible they weren't prepared? I don't. It, it may, it's inexplicable in a post 9-11 world to me. And now that we find out that everybody was warned and nobody lifted a finger. And again, I'm not even citing, you know, uh, this is not conservative media. This is. MSN, this is the AP, this is the New York, uh, the Washington Post, this is fake news, even CNN. Whoopsie-daisy. Which, by the way, contradicts pretty much all of their coverage. That's why you don't have a snap impeachment. This is exactly what Jonathan Turley and Mark Levin and Alan Dershowitz were all warning about. You know, it's, it's, these are scary, scary times. It really is. And anyway, so... Where, you know, how is it that they were warned? Back to John Solomon's Freedom of Information request to look at the Metro Police Department's and the request uh, for, to see the department's investigation into the Capitol Hill, what happened there and what the mayor did and, and why they didn't listen to the the many warnings that they had. And, you know, I feel I feel the worst for this poor guy. Um who now resigned the Metro or Capitol Police Chief, Stephen Sund. He was worried about it. He was begging, begging for help before, during, after. I mean, he was begging the whole time. Nobody would listen. And and what Solomon did in his piece on justthenews.com, he said, you know, pointed out that, you know, he'd like to know what Nancy Pelosi and Mitch McConnell but they're the head of the sergeant at arms, respectively, in each in each house and the House and the Senate. He said there's significant evidence that the Capitol Police, FBI, Congress all had prior warning of this planned attack, planned attack. And that the timelines now showing that people left the rally before it was ever finished and began to pick up things that they were going to use as as part of this raiding of the Capitol. And the question, you know, he says he has is what did Nancy Pelosi and Mitch McConnell know about these threats beforehand? And if they didn't know, why is there such a massive intelligence failure of the police and all law enforcement services? And what about the guys that were saying, hey, we got to we got to do this and nobody listened to them. There were guys trying to get this done and get keep everybody safe. I mean, you know, think of it this way. There are a lot of hostile actors and hostile regimes worldwide. They hate the United States. They hate our country. And they want to sow discord in this country. And, you know, you got hostile regimes in Russia, hostile actor in Putin, hostile, you know, regime in in China, and a hostile actor, President Xi. You got mullahs in Iran and a hostile regime in Iran. Now you've got saber rattling from them, and now they've they're you know gone going forward with their nuclear program, preparing their next extortion attempt of Joe Biden. It's unbelievable. That was news today. Anyway, it's you know right after this fake news CNN, then they come out 
after the impeachment, there's evidence of significant pre-planning. Well, that would have been nice for the American people, for Congress to know before they went forward with their snap impeachment. And I keep going back. If we're going to apply the standard of Donald Trump for saying many of you are going to peacefully and patriotically march to the Capitol to make your voices heard. Well, okay. well, what about Schumer's comments when he's out there screaming about Gorsuch and and Kavanaugh? Well, I mean, if we're going to play by their rules, shouldn't their standards be applied to them? I know. How dare you, Hannity, even suggest such a thing? Now we have consistency in standards. Why would we ever have that? I know that's a stretch on my part. Um, anyway, back to, you know, a lot of these these articles here, this poor outgoing police chief. What Solomon's saying, you know, it's there's significant evidence, you know, that it might be one of a merge of three things. One that the Capitol Police, NYPD, FBI all had prior warning that. This was a planned attack on the Capitol. And how did the leaders of Congress react to the intelligence? Did it even get to them? Did Pelosi know? Did, did McConnell know? And if this is a planned attack, how do you, 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 you can't blame the president of the United States, accuse him of inciting a, quote, spontaneous insurrection when it was planned days before by individuals. And from an impeachment perspective and factual security perspective, you know, this is why you don't have a snap impeachment. What are we learning? What's the latest? Well, Solomon reported today the key security on the Capitol, the sergeant at arms in the House and Senate, the chief of police, all three have resigned, have had some contact, some sort of interviews with the Metro Police Department, which is the lead investigative agency now. And that's why they're FOIA requesting all of that the response almost instantly from the police department saying we're not releasing information. And here's why. And it's and he goes on to think that why it's going to be personally embarrassing and they claim it's going to be privacy invading. Well, the public has a right to know their public officials. Their job was security. They failed on a spectacular level. And by the way, it just makes common sense. It should be standard operating procedure. That if you have actionable intelligence, you got to take the proper precautions. If hundreds of thousands of people are coming to town and they're going to march to the Capitol, you, you, you've got to always assume the worst. I mean, it's we failed every elected official. And it's not about Republican, Democrat, liberal or conservative. You got to protect any elected official. That's the, the people's capital. That's our capital. You can't have that. But, you know, of course, let's impeach first and ask questions later. You know, one other FOIA request is out there, and this is something I'd really like to get information on. I'd like to know what that bail fund that was promoted by Kamala Harris, why won't they share records of the criminals that they sprung from jail? Now, I go back to what she said, and I think it's important, again, if I like to have equal standards applied to everybody. Maybe I'm just a little bit old-fashioned in, in that regard. And we look at the comments of Kamala Harris, and they're pretty awful. And we know exactly what they mean. I mean, she was out there. Anything he, Trump wasn't even accused of anything like this. Doesn't seem to matter, though, with snap impeachment, does it? Doesn't matter as long as it takes the hatred that they have for all things Donald Trump 
and they just ratchet it up and makes things worse. It's a pretty pretty sad time for our country. Doesn't matter in any way, shape, or form. Play Kamala Harris again. But they're not going to stop. They're not going to stop. And that's they're not. This is a movement. I'm telling you, they're not going to stop. And and everyone beware because they're not going to stop. It is going to. They're not going to stop before election day in November, and they're not going to stop after election day. And that should be. Everyone should take note of that take on both of levels. That. that this isn't. They're not going to let up, and they should not. And we should not. Why aren't any liberals outraged about that? Why aren't they outraged at Chuck Schumer? Why aren't they outraged at Joe? Why aren't they outraged at Maxine Waters? I'll take Trump out tonight. Take him out. Wow. What a moving evening this is. I am sitting here listening, watching, absorbing, thinking about Ali, even though I never met him. And with this kind of inspiration, I will go and take Trump out tonight. <laughs> take him out tonight. Or Chucky e. Schumer about courses and cow. We're going to pay the price. I want to tell you, Gorsuch. I want to tell you, Kavanaugh. You have released the whirlwind and you will pay the price. You won't know what hit you if you go forward with these awful decisions. How's that not meet the standard that Democrats feigned outrage about? How does it not? And then now it gets worse because now they want to silence every conservative, but not apply the standards to themselves, and they're getting big tech to do it. You know, you add a couple of things in here, and, you know, these are very scary times. But I've been warning everybody. This has been building now and building and building and building. You know, because these people that feign outrage over Russian interference didn't give a flying rip or even report or discuss or care about Hillary's dirty Russian dossier. They didn't care that that Russian disinformation was used as the bulk of information to acquire. And again, top of a FISA warrant says verified. And, on t- and they signed four of them. You have to renew them every three months for a full year, spying on a president, his transition team, and presidency. Russian disinformation was what was, without it, they wouldn't have gotten the, 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 the spying warrants. I mean, nobody held accountable for that. Never mind violating the Espionage Act. Never mind deleting subpoenaed emails. Never mind referrals from the Inspector General. Never mind the the breathtaking hypocrisy on Ukraine. You know, we, we can't have quid pro quos. The Zelensky phone call with Trump, only one fact witness the only, said no, there was no quid pro quo. Everyone else, hearsay witness, opinion witness, an anonymous hearsay whistleblower. But we won't listen to people that signed affidavits about the election under penalty of perjury. We won't even talk to them. You know, we'll have, you know, calls for violent rhetoric by Democrats. Everybody ignores it. Trump says to march peacefully and patriotically. We'll impeach him again. This is a really scary time in our nation's history. It really is. And I don't really see it getting any better. 
because up is down, down is up. Purple is green, green is purple. It just doesn't matter. Say anything. The mob will repeat it. And then they want to silence every conservative voice they can. They want to silence a president. They want to, they've been wanting to silence talk radio. They want to silence. They don't, it's not Fox they want to silence. They want to silence conservatives on Fox. They're not out there trying to boycott Juan Williams or Geraldo, who's a friend of mine. I don't agree with him on a lot of stuff, but I, you know, I still I can be friends with somebody I disagree with. I'm trying to silence, they're not trying to silence Donna Brazil. They're not trying to silence the only conservative voices, radio, TV, big tech. They didn't tell you the Joe Biden story, the Biden family syndicate, foreign syndicate corruption story. They hit it. Now they're silencing voices and taking down alternative platforms. The only answer is we've got to be the media. See anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station. You get out and you create a crowd. And you push back on them. And you tell them they're not welcome anymore, anywhere. Wow. What a moving evening this is. I am sitting here, listening, watching, absorbing, thinking about Ali, even though I never met him. And with this kind of inspiration, I will go and take Trump out tonight. Everyone here will soon be marching over to the Capitol building to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. I will take Trump out tonight. A screaming shoe. You're going to pay the price. You won't know what hit you. Get it. Get get in their face. You know, they're not going to stop. They're not. Beware. They're not going to stop. They're not going to let up. They should not. We should not. (laughs) Just unbelievable. Anyway, joining us now, add to that the Twitter ban, Facebook ban, Jack Dorsey contorting himself all over the place. AOC suggesting that we need a commission to rein in the media. Uh, Yeah, it's called freedom of speech. Fake Jake Tapper over at Fake News CNN, you know, attacking Brian Mast, a double double amputee, questioning his patriotism. Sick as that is. The media ignores Donald Trump's peaceful statements completely. And they they, you notice in this whole impeachment, they never quote him saying anything in particular. Because what he said is to march peacefully and patriotically. I mean, it's these are times you can't even make up here. But now, then you add to that, oh, we've got um, PBS lawyers now calling for re-education camps after the government's taken steal your kids. So they'd have to watch PBS all day and get indoctrinated. Joe Concha, Fox News contributor, Hill, uh, Hill uh, columnist, and Miranda Devine, New York Post column uh, columnist, uh, Smart people on both sides here. Uh, you know, the, the 1984 is now selling like crazy because the 1984 surreal nightmare is unfolding, Miranda, before our eyes. It sure is. In fact, somebody sent me a Happy New Year uh, meme the other day, and, and when the fireworks came up, it was 1984, and it, that's true. Uh, you know, Orwell foresaw this sort of surreal life that we're living in where up is down and uh, peace is war and 
you know, good is bad. And um, unfortunately, I think that part of the problem, or no, not part, I think a good deal of the problem is the media has been captured and instead of, um, you know, telling the truth and maybe slanting the news a little bit like used to happen, now there are activists in mainstream elite media organisations who are not practising journalism, they are practising radical extreme politics and they are amplifying the lies and the hypocrisy that you, you normally get from uh you know, from politicians, and that just encourages the, this new crop of Democrat politicians to lie and be even more hypocritical, and it's a permanent feedback loop which is altering reality. And sometimes you have to say to yourself, am I going mad? Uh, no, I think the world's going mad, and I think we're probably only three of the <laughs> only sane people left. Uh, Joe, Joe Concha uh, you know, and then you've got, you know, the CNNs of the world and Don Lemon and Jimmy Kimmel actually rationalizing still today all the violence that we rightly condemned over the summer. And by the way, rightly condemned when people went into the Capitol, although we're beginning to find out a lot more information. We have the Washington Post, the outgoing police chief said that, yeah, the House and Senate security officials, they, they were warned to bring in the National Guard. Then we have investigations now being pursued that this was, uh, in fact, planned. Um, this is why you can't have snap impeachment. Kimmel saying the Black Lives Matter protests were about protecting rights while Capitol rioters were about stripping rights. So I guess that's OK. And then AOC wants to silence all speech she doesn't agree with. And MSDNC's Joyless Reed wants to talk about debathification of the GOP. Oh, it gets worse even, Sean. And uh, Jimmy Kimmel, I guess he took some time off of his immigration bashing schedule, at least immigrant bashing uh, monologues. Remember, he, he's the one who went off on Melania Trump for having uh, a funny accent, right, which is one hell of a way to talk about a first lady who speaks Yeah, we had a language. little bit of a, a public fight over that. Yeah. No, I remember that. I believe you called him an ass clown, which we can say on the radio as far as I know. Uh, yes. But anyway, uh, you have Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, okay? She put out this proposal, and we talked about it on your TV show a little bit last night, where she wants to, I'll quote her actually, there's absolutely a commission that's being discussed where the discussions have brought up media literacy. We're going to have to figure out how to rein in our media environment so you just can't spew disinformation and misinformation. And so then you think, okay, how does... AOC defined truth. Well, this is what she told 60 Minutes a couple of years ago when they asked her, like, hey, you know, you have all these dubious claims you're being fact-checked on. Uh, why can't you get your facts straight? And she said, well, if people want to really blow up one figure here or a word there, I would argue they're missing the forest for the trees. I think there's a lot of people more concerned about being, and here's the really key part, precisely factually and semantically correct than about being morally right. So her argument is that you could be factually wrong, but if you're on the right side of history and your moral argument is okay, like, for instance, if you believe that you should defund the police, well, she says that's the better moral argument, but if you bring up facts that Minneapolis, Seattle, New York, all saw violent crime and shootings and homicides go through the roof as a result of defunding the police, her committee, I guess, that will have who? Adam Schiff and Eric Swalwell on it will bring you forth to make sure, as a media member, you shouldn't report that because you're on the wrong moral side. And before anybody says, ah, she talks about a lot of crazy stuff, that'll never happen. Oh, really? Because Democrats control the Congress, the Senate, and the Oval Office. So who says she couldn't put forth a ridiculous committee like this and actually go forward with this? Because they see.
see, Democrats see the success social media giants are having on suppression and censorship, so they're probably saying, hey, we'd like a little of that, where we could censor media outlets that we don't like, like Sean Hannity or Fox News. It's a scary time right now. My days are numbered, Miranda. Joe's telling me my days are numbered. Bye, bye, Sean. By the way, they've been numbered since I started. I'm frankly shocked we got to this number, but go ahead, Miranda. (laughs) Well, I do think that we are very lucky that we um, uh, are on platforms that still are able to survive and tell the truth and speak a conservative voice. And, uh, you know, long may they last, but uh, we're certainly a, a shrinking minority. And that's very sad because I think all of us should look at news and opinion across the spectrum. The problem comes when you get siloed into one side. And I must say that Fox News is much more, um, shows much more of a diversity of viewpoint than CNN or MSNBC. I watch them all and it's really quite stark. And I think, you know, what Joe... Hey, Miranda, there's very few people at Fox News that think like I do. I mean, let's be, they have people of all sorts of political views on that, on that network. Exactly. The same with the New York Post. It, you know, it's the New York Post. There are lots of liberals who are perfectly free to express. Yeah, but I don't read their columns. I read yours. (laughs) Well, thank you. Thank you. That's great. But I think where we are worried about the double standards are that they are being sort of cemented and now purified. Um, you know, in, in normal discourse, you point out someone is being inconsistent and using double standards, and Joe just pointed out the double standards there. We had Don Lamont on CNN, who he and Chris Cuomo were applauding and condoning all the BLM anti-far rights last year. They get called out on the double standards after they are criticising and becoming law and order hawks after last Wednesday's Capitol riot. And yet, yet Don Lamont has now justified that. He says that it's okay, that violence is okay as long as he agrees with the cause. So he thinks that because the BLM anti-fire riots were based on police brutality, that that's fine, even though it's a lie that there's systemic racism in police forces in America. And I'll explain about the NYPD, which has been accused of racism. They have a majority minority police force. So that just doesn't make sense. And yet Don Lamont says he justifies his support of the violence last summer compared to his double standard last week. He says it's because it's true. The riots last last year were all about truth and the riots last week were all about a lie. Well, his, he can't choose what's a lie and what's the truth. He can't have his own facts and it doesn't matter anyway because no political violence is justified. I want to get to this bail fund. Remember, we, we go back, we're, we're going to remind people, if the standards that were applied to Donald Trump in this, this hack impeachment uh, witch hunt yesterday are applied to Kamala and applied to Joe, they're out. Because if you look at the timeline right after the Minneapolis police station burned to the ground and the riots have been going on, she goes on Colbert, they're not going to stop. Everyone beware. You know, all of these things they said, and that would go for Chuck Schumer, too, and that would go for Maxine Waters, too, and that would go for Joe Biden also. You get Joe Biden impeached. If if this is the new standard, we'll have it. And by the way, Joe Concha, 
I'd like somebody in the media to finally demand and get the information about that bail fund promoted by Kamala Harris that let these rioters out of jail. Um, And I want to know what they did and and what their backgrounds are, considering she was helping the lawlessness and the effort there. Well, Sean, it's the Minnesota Freedom Fund. And apparently they had a windfall of tens of millions of dollars. When you compare it to 2018, before Kamala Harris promoted this bail fund, they only were able to raise about $100,000. So we're, we're, we're talking times and times and times more as a result of her promoting on a Twitter feed that has millions of followers. Yet they will not release the alleged violent criminals, the list that of, of people that were in jail that got released and what their actual rap sheets are. So we don't know who was released or what they've done since or what they did beforehand. But either way, uh, this If you want to apply the same rules that we did with the last snap impeachment, this kind of looks impeachably to me, doesn't it? I mean, that's that's what we're dealing with here. Yeah. All right. I got to say goodbye. Uh, Thank you both. Joe Concha, Miranda Devine. They're not going to stop. They're not going to stop. And that's they're not. This is a movement. I'm telling you, they're not going to stop. And and everyone beware because they're not going to stop. It is going to they're not going to stop before Election Day in November and they're not going to stop after Election Day. And that should be everyone should take note of that on both levels, that this isn't they're not going to let up and they should not. And we should not. I know that everyone here will soon be marching over to the Capitol building to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. That is the sick Orwellian world we now live in. It's sick and it's getting sicker and it's going to get even sicker because they're not kidding around. Re-education camps, de-bathification. Uh, this is madness. Hey, Gorsuch, hey, uh, Kavanaugh, you're, you're going to pay the price. You're not going to know what hit you. Well, you know, get in their face. You're not welcome here any, any place, anywhere, any time. You know, I'm going to take Trump out tonight. I'm going to take him out. Wow. Unbelievable. I'd like to take him to the back of the gym. How come nobody ever invites me, Linda, to the back of a gym? I, I wouldn't, you know, I'm, I'm not one of these people that gets offended by words. I'm not one of these people that gets offended by hockey fights either. I just am not. I actually like it. I love MMA. You know how I roll. I mean, I'm all for it. Um, but if anyone ever said that about Biden, what do, what do you think the reaction would be? Oh, the vapors. Oh, the feigned outrage. Oh, I don't talk like that. Conservatives don't act like that and talk like that. When you say, well, look at what happened. Well, now this is why you don't shouldn't have snap impeachments. Gee, what a shock. We're now discovering article after article after article after article that says, uh, yeah, the outgoing Capitol Police chief said, yeah, they warned the House and Senate security officials uh, to bring in the National Guard. But Pelosi and McConnell said no. Now investigators, even fake news CNN reporting, are pursuing signs that the riot was planned and timelines beginning to show that it started before Donald Trump ever finished his speech and people at the rally began to march to the Capitol. By the way, in the vast majority were peaceful. You know, now we're gonna, we got, you know, Don Lemon as our friend uh, uh, Miranda Devine refers to him, you know, and, and Jimmy Kimmel, you know, Still, still rationalizing the violence we witnessed all summer because it was about a righteous and true cause. Uh, AOC suggesting a commission to rein in media. 
Uh, debathification camps Joy Reid wants. Well, I didn't see Donald Trump funding, you know, bail for rioters and looters and arsonists in the summer. That was Kamala Harris, who herself said they're not going to stop. They shouldn't stop. We should not stop. Okay, beware. You need to take note of this on both levels. I mean, do you see the flagrant hypocrisy? This is why, you know, as far as I'm concerned, Republican senators have two choices. Mitch McConnell, you got two choices. Either you apply these standards equally, which means that you now have to impeach Maxine Waters, Chuck Schumer, Kamala Harris, Joe Biden, or you don't show up at the sham post-presidency impeachment witch hunt. That's it. You don't get it both ways. And if not, it's like Liz Cheney. Liz Cheney, you know, look, there are a lot of people that supported the past Republican administration that are now never Trumpers. A lot of people that supported McCain and and Romney, never Trumpers. You know, I've never really hit these guys hard because, all right, that's your point of view. But don't tell me you're a Republican because you're not. Because you're helping a guy that is has the most radical, radically stated socialist agenda in the country. And somebody that we all know is weak, frail, and cognitively struggling. So you broke it. You own it. We'll see how it works out for you. And and you take on this breathtaking hypocrisy. I love what Josh Hawley and Ted Cruz, you know, they were calling for a 10-day audit. You may not like it. You may not agree with it. They didn't have the votes anyway. They weren't going to win it. But, by the way, far fewer states being objected to than what the Democrats themselves objected to in 2016. So let's cut the crap here. AOC, southern states are not red states. They're suppressed states that need liberation. But it's okay for Swalwell to compare the president to Osama bin Laden. Wow. Unbelievable. Uh, all right, let's get to our phones. You've been very patient here. 800 941 Darlene is in Michigan. Darlene, hi. How are you? Glad you called. Thanks, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you. Uh, I just want to reiterate, too, how this was such a jump uh, to judgment. And we cannot a snap paint. impeachment, we call it. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, and to paint every Trump supporter with the same brush is so wrong. I knew as soon as I heard this, this is not the normal Trump supporter. And the timeline is showing that. I don't support violence. I just don't. I think, no. you know, yeah, I, I believe in in peaceful protesting. And I said so over the summer. I condemned the violence over the summer when I saw this going on, and I, I condemned it right away. I also didn't rush to judgment either. Now, they, were there people from the rally that did uh, take part in what happened at the Capitol? Yeah, and they're going to be prosecuted, but it wasn't the vast majority. There were people protesting this this summer, that, the, those that got violent involved in arson and looting and taking over city blocks and streets and burning down precincts and taking them over. That that was not the majority. That was that was a small minority. You know, there were people that were protesting the the horrific death of of George Floyd, and it was frankly, I don't blame them. Uh, any any person with a soul looks at that video and says, "This can't happen in our country." And I said so at the time. I think I was the first person to really even bring the story to light with the video the way I did on TV. Um, you know, I'm just all this. This double standard on rhetoric, it's making me sick at this point. And, 
it but this is this is the I'm telling you this is bad you know suppressing speech who can talk who can't talk who can use a platform who can't and it's a, it's something I know a lot about because I've lived in this world Darlene and I don't complain about it maybe I should have talked more about it Linda I mean maybe I should have spoken out more as it was all going on but I didn't feel I wanted to waste precious airtime talking about my my superfluous problems. Everybody's got issues they deal with with work. And one of them is the constant, never-ending attacks to silence my voice. And they're still happening today, Darlene. You know, it's unfortunate. It's sad. If, it, if, it, if it's successful, we're in deep trouble. I'm sure when you say, let not your heart be troubled. It's kind of troubled, to be honest. It's I a little know, troubled now. It's very troubling times, but I know that you're a believer, and the full verse is, believe in God, believe also in me. And we have to do that. God. And in my Father's house are many mansions, and I go and prepare a place for you. Now, it's one a beautiful biblical phrase, and, and that's what, exactly what it means. You know, the problem, I don't know if I really want to go this deep of how I really think here, but I will because you brought it up. We believe as conservatives in our founding documents that were endowed by a creator. Rights from, come from God, not from government. And, you know, we believe, you know, in the last, when I wrote Deliver Us from Evil, all the research I did about 100 million people slaughtered in the name of governments and fascisms uh, and communism and fascism and Nazism and, and radical Islamism and, and Mao's uh, China, etc. And, and when you don't have freedom, well, what is what takes its place? Tyranny. And one of the fundamental foundational principles of freedom is freedom of speech, freedom of the press. And yet they want to destroy that and upend all of that. That's that is a loss of freedom that you may never and likely will never get back. That's scary, Darlene. Yep, that's your God's going to come in and take care of it. Well, it's obviously, you know, we conservatives out here, I guess we're not we're not capable of doing what the divine can. Right. Thank you, Darlene. Good call. And as we continue back to our busy telephones, Lorraine, Nevada. What's up, Lorraine? Sean. What's going on? Um, Did you you just fall down and like break your leg or something? (laughs) What happened? Did you take a tumble? Nope, I'm actually working at the same time, and I've been on hold for two days. So, oh, so I'm so sorry, but thanks for hanging <laughs> nope, in there. I'm, and I, I, you want to plug your business? What do you do? What kind of work are you doing? We have a pool service, but that's not why I called. No, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. This is important. What part of town do you live? Where do you live? In Las Vegas, in in Henderson, but I, we also do uh, Las Vegas and and. So you take care uh, of pools. How many pools? How many customers? About 130. A lot of people, you can't live out there and not have a pool, right? All word of mouth, never advertised. All right, let's give a free advertisement. What's the name of your pool company? Desert Pool Service. Desert Pool Service in yep. Henderson uh, County yep. and in Vegas. Okay, Hender- yep. and, uh, you know, we'll put it up on our website for the day if people want to go there after the show, okay? I appreciate it. I but hope you the do reason well. I was calling is, is first thing, it was a very sad day to be a conservative last Wednesday. But I don't think those were true conservatives. I think those were opportunists. So with that being said, 
Then I listened to the DOJ and the FBI conference, and they knew it was coming, and they did nothing. And then all of a sudden, it's his fault for something they were planning on doing anyways. How do you accidentally go the Capitol with zip ties or with pipe bombs? How That's do you the scary part. That? Yeah. that is. You know, I, I've said this even when Obama was, we got to protect our presidents. We got to protect our elected officials. This is one-on-one security here. Absolutely. You know, how this happened, we need a commission like the 9-11 commission to, to really dig deep. And and that's why the sna- snap impeachment, it looks like, it looks like even fake news CNN and the Washington Post are now reporting that, yeah, that this was, this was planned. They were leaders. There were organizers here. The FBI went to these houses of these people that posted things and asked them not to go. And so they're like, okay, we won't. No, you have more security. Not enough. You have more people protected. It's just absolutely ridiculous. But the shining light of this whole thing is Nancy Pelosi and everything they want to do to Ted Cruz and to uh, Josh Hawley. Well, gosh, she just posted in 2017 that our, our elections were hijacked. So I think her, her speakership should be gone. I think Bernie should be gone for what they did to our beloved Steve Scalise. It was his supporter that did it. He should have known better. See, I mean, if we apply the standards, it would be. But I said at the time, I said, if, if this was a Republican uh, uh, or supporting any Republican candidate at the time, and that was the shooter. Then the, the Democratic and media mob would say, well, it's that person's fault. I said at the time, uh, it's not Bernie's fault. Bernie didn't cause that idiot to go out there and shoot people. And those that are responsible for this, they, the, the president said to you assume march pa- peacefully and patriotically to the Capitol. Um, and that's why they, they, they had to do this in a snap way. Now, if the Senate gets on board with this crap, then I'm sorry, I can't support anybody that's that's going to buy into this madness. I can't, and I won't, and that's the end of that. Um, and Lorraine, God bless you, and God bless your business in Henderson and in Vegas, and we'll put it up on Hannity.com. Uh, great pool service if you need one. Um, and if you don't have a pool, maybe you need one of those too. They're expensive to put in, though. I put one in once. When we come back, big tech, silencing conservative voices, we deal with it all News Roundup Information Overload Hour, straight ahead. Well, certainly. So in our guidelines, we say that we will not knowingly allow people to use our platform as a tool to commit crimes. And moreover, the type of content that you were playing for your audience earlier in this show, all of these incitements to violence or glorification of violence are things that we expressly prohibit in our community guidelines. And why do we do that? It's because it is against our mission. Our mission is to provide a platform that fosters and allows the type of productive discussions that you were talking about in your last segment, where you have people of differing viewpoints who actually put them to the test by engaging in discussion with each other. That has always been our goal. And if you've got a lot of incitement to violence and threats and everything in there, that stops all discussion. It stops thinking, which is the basis of productive discussion. So of course, we don't want that on our platform. 
And you know, there is a difference, of course, between so-called hate speech that would otherwise be protected by the First Amendment and speech that incites violence or threatens, which is not protected by the First Amendment. So of course we wanna remove it. And so we agree with Apple and Amazon that it is desirable to remove it. What we disagreed about was whether the first resort and especially it wouldn't be any resort for us in a normal situation would be to subject people to 24 seven surveillance, to doing all of the data mining that the other platforms do. That was not part of our monetization model. Uh, we think surveillance is contrary to the spirit of the Fourth Amendment. If you have particularized suspicion about somebody, that's when you surveil, that's when you get information about them, have a search warrant, et cetera. So on Parler, our, our disagreement was that we did not want to put in an algorithm that would subject everybody on the entire platform to 24 seven surveillance. We wanted to handle this content in a way that respected the privacy of people. And that's where we're disagreeing now. Um, the, the tech giants want their model to be the standard for the entire internet. And to us, we take we think that that takes Orwell's 1984 from a dystopian novel and turns it into an instruction manual for everybody to follow. Well, I can't comment, of course, on the lawsuit, but as to what we've been doing is you know, getting ourselves back online, we found very quickly that when Apple and Amazon both decided on Friday afternoon to announce that they were very imminently going to leave us. That left us in the lurch, but it also caused other vendors that provided different aspects of the infrastructure to also abandon us. And so we've had to put pieces of this puzzle back together again. We're working very you know, consistently to do that, and we think we're gonna be able to do it soon. But it is a struggle, and it's, it's pretty amazing these days how difficult it can be to try to compete in this market. Uh, we yeah. do think that this content was everywhere on the internet. You talked about Twitter earlier, the hang Mike Pence and everything. It's ironic, you know, Amazon hosts Twitter as well. And so we figure, why is it that the content that's on our platform is the problem when there's probably more of it even on their platform proportionally because yeah. of the scale. Go back and just look at some tweets that are still up right now. You could go look at them. You could go watch the videos mm -hmm. of Cory Booker at a conference in Washington, D.C. saying, go to the Hill and get up in the faces of some Congress people. Maxine Waters saying, you see anybody from the Trump administration or his cabinet, yep. you get up in their face. All right, and those videos and those tweets are not coming down anytime soon, just like the leading state sponsor of terror, per the Obama administration, their State Department, and the Trump State Department, right. is Iran. And their supreme leader still gets to tweet, as do Chinese government mouthpieces, talking about how COVID was actually invented right. by the U.S. military and weaponized. So, yeah. yeah, it's so easy to make this argument. It's scary how arbitrary it is. All right, that was Joe Concha, Amy Peacock from my Hannity show. Amy, the chief uh, policy officer of Parler, which is an alternative to, to Twitter, Vivek Ramaswamy is with us, CEO of a biotech company called Royvent Sciences and author of the book uh, Woke Inc. Well, pretty appropriate in this day and age. Julie Kelly, political commentator, senior contributor to America Greatness. Um, now, it's it's not just social media, uh, Julie. It goes way beyond that. It's it's also they've been trying to do this to talk radio to people like me, especially on Fox News and a few others. Uh, not everybody. If you have a, if Juan Williams doesn't face the same challenges at Fox that I do. 
And it is now, okay, well, well, Donald Trump, who says, now many of you are going to peacefully and patriotically march over. Okay, well, we're going to impeach him for that, but we'll ignore Maxine Waters saying, I am going to take Trump out tonight and get in their faces and follow them here, there, and everywhere. And they're not wanted anywhere, anytime. And Schumer screaming about Gorsuch and naming them. I want Gorsuch and Kavanaugh to hear me. That you're going to pay a price. You won't know what hit you. Like, what? And it goes, you know, Kamala Harris after Minneapolis, not only supporting the bail fund, but it's not going to stop. They shouldn't stop. And we shouldn't stop. Thinking, you better take note. You better beware on all levels here. Um, pretty chilling double standard. Uh, Julie, we'll start with you. I agree. And it's not just a double standard, which, of course, people like you are used to and have gone through the fire several times related to these two sets of rules. But what they're really trying to do now, Sean, is criminalize any criticism of the 2020 election. You and I have talked about this over the past few months. This is what social media and the Internet, Google, et cetera, started over the summer with their new policies related to banning content or flagging posts that were critical of mail-in ballots, and they flagged dozens of the president's tweets about that. And so this started before the election. Now they're kind of on steroids because there is so much evidence of election illegalities in these swing states, and they are continuing to do Biden's dirty work by now criminalizing, uh, banning, removing the president's Twitter account because of it. And as we saw yesterday with the uh, impeachment article, this is directly related to allegedly fomenting violence, death and destruction. If anyone dares to mention, you know, what happened in Pennsylvania or mail-in ballots in Wisconsin. So this is taking it really a few steps further than just normal conservative censorship. And Vivek, your thoughts on all of this, because this now is taken to a whole new level here with a whole new double standard and a whole new chilling aspect, which is to silence voices that are just not liked and agreed with. Well, Sean, let me tell you this. I made a new argument in The Wall Street Journal this week, which is that conventional wisdom says that users who are censored for their political viewpoints can't sue these companies because they're private companies. In conjunction with my former law professor, I put an argument saying that actually they can sue under the First Amendment, because here's the dirty little secret. These weren't private companies acting as private companies. They were acting on behalf of the liberal wing of Congress, because Congress co-opted Silicon Valley through the back door to do what it couldn't do directly under the Constitution through the front door. And, and here's how they did it. First, they did had Section 230 liability exemption, which said that you companies uniquely can't be sued for taking down and censoring content in state court. That was the carrot. But they combined that with the stick. Remember, all last year, congressional Democrats called these Silicon Valleys up, told them in Congress that if you don't censor so-called hateful speech, we're going to regulate the heck out of you. So that carrot and that stick was actually used to conduct state action under the mantle of private enterprise. And, and what I believe is if that's state action hiding in the clothing of private enterprise, then it better be subject to the First Amendment, just like the actions of Congress should be as well. And I think that that's what Republicans and the, and the new conservative movement needs to recognize. It's not 1980 anymore. It's not just big government that's the enemy. It's the new government industrial complex, the woke industrial complex, that 
is actually the biggest threat to liberty today, which is not just big government, but big government's tentacles working through private enterprise to really choke ordinary Americans' liberty. And a lot of it, in my opinion, is unconstitutional, illegal, and should be adjudicated not through regulation, but through the courts, which I still think is the last standing institution that Americans of all stripes ought to trust. And, and it isn't just conservatives that should be worried. It should be libertarians and liberals, at least principled liberals, that are equally worried, too. And, Julie, you wrote this book about never-Trumpers, and then, you know, look at Liz Cheney. Well, why doesn't she apply the same standards that she said she was so offended by with Donald Trump to Kamala or to Joe, who wants to take Donald Trump behind the gym? Uh, haven't, I don't recall her speaking out about Hollywood actors and actresses or other liberals. Uh, I, I haven't heard her speak out about Chuck Schumer, you know, threatening uh, Kavanaugh, Gorsuch. You're going to pay a price. You won't know what hit you. Uh, why doesn't she, as an ever Trumper, why doesn't she apply the same standards? And are we wrong to demand? If, if that's your standard, apply it equally across the board. Well, what Liz Cheney got to do yesterday is something that her family has been wanting to do for more than a decade, and that is to punch back at Donald Trump for exposing what happened during the Bush-Cheney regime, his criticism, legitimate criticism of the Iraq War and weapons of mass destruction, his criticism of Dick Cheney specifically. So she got back her, on behalf of her family at Donald Trump yesterday. Her statement was preposterous, that this is the worst betrayal ever of a president in history. I mean, really? You, I mean, all of us could think of a hundred different examples uh, just over the past few decades of presidents who did far more egregious conduct than what they're alleging Trump did. But look, aside, and Sean, you and I have talked about this for months, too, aside from these companies breaking, violating the Constitution, they are breaking federal election law. And this is really what I've been pushing and others to pursue. It would be good to see this at the state level. It is illegal for corporations to donate, whether in-kind or directly, to federal candidates. You have now hundreds of millions, upwards of a billion, perhaps, in in-kind direct contributions to Joe Biden and the Democratic Party made over easily the last six months, you could argue the last four years. That, I feel, is something that is really un untouched territory that perhaps maybe some of these state attorney generals will start to pick up on, because that's really, I think, what most of this is about. What at the end, Vivek, what they're dying to do is take opposition voices wherever they might be coming from, and it's been the world I've lived in my entire professional career, uh, and shut them down, shut them off, and and eliminate their voices from society. And they feign uh, offense. They feign, oh, the the vapors were so offended, but they the the hypocrisy reeks. It's like oh well, the violence over the summer was justified, but what the president did was not justified. It's it's rank hypocrisy. And nor did the president incite anybody. The president said soon you will peacefully and patriotically march to the Capitol to let your voices be heard. I know that everyone here will soon be marching over to the Capitol building to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. That doesn't sound like inciting an insurrection to me. Well, look, I think we got to look to the future and let's fast forward to next week and look at what the real long run threat coming out of all of this is, is that next week, President Trump is going to be a private citizen with access to neither the nuclear codes nor even a Twitter account. But as a consequence of all of this, the people who really swept up and stole power 
in, in all of this was the new co- corporate monarchy working out of Silicon Valley. And I think that we got to recognize what happened before our eyes so quickly this week was that we have devolved from a three-branch federal government system under the U.S. Constitution to one with two branch offices, one in Washington, D.C., and a headquarters in Silicon Valley. See, but and there is an antidote. Monarchy. And the, the antidote is to create conservative alternatives. Now, they tried to shut those down, but I've got to believe there are, there are bright, you know, Silicon Valley-like minds and Microsoft minds and Google minds and Facebook and Twitter minds out there, brilliant people that, you know, know this stuff way better than I do that are going to be able to offer solutions so that we don't need those platforms and they don't need their assistance. We'll bypass them. I'm optimistic about that. And I think that ultimately our engine of innovation as Americans has always led us forward. I'm optimistic that's going to happen again here, Sean. Uh, We've got William in California. William, hi, how are you? And thanks for calling from the United Socialist Republic of uh, California. (laughs) That's actually what I'm calling about is socialism. As you can hear from the accent, um, I left many years ago one step ahead of what we thought was going to be socialism in South Africa. It didn't happen, but the reason we thought it would was because our neighbor to the north had five years previously instituted a socialist system, and I'd watched their economy collapse literally overnight and their currency. So we sold up everything, and off we went. And like for the last 400 years since 1620, We were washed up on the shore here, thankfully. And when they asked me uh, the questions to come into America, they asked me, um, what economic system do you have? Do we have? And I said, it's a capitalist market system. And uh, I guess many people would not really attach much gravity to that. It just rolls off the tongue. But when you've seen 45 years of work, car, house, business, sold for pennies in the dollar, leaving All right, William, this is a longer story. Why don't we come back? Uh, South African immigrant. And I I really want you to explain it because you lived it. You understand it. You know the dangers of it. We'll come back on the other side. Wide open phones. Final half hour as we continue. Hannity tonight, 9 Eastern on the Fox News Channel. We got some really good information. Uh, We're going to be calling out all the hypocrites all over the political and media world tonight at nine quick break right back we'll continue Um, we want to get back to our phones 800-941-SEAN we were talking on the other side with william in california south african immigrant explaining that you know the world's descent and attempts to descend into socialism as i said in live free or die socialism and its history of failure sir you lived it absolutely and uh for many years i was uh not concerned. I never gave it a second thought. This is America, land of the free. Uh, as I said, the uh, market capitalist system works like a charm. Everything's great. And then suddenly, about five years ago, I hear that somebody who works in a bar came up with an idea about something for nothing and a path to politi- a political career. And it wasn't just liberalism, a transfer. It was socialism. They were, she wasn't just going to give away drinks free drinks. He was actually going to give the keys to the pub away. And that really got me worried. The something for nothing philosophy, if you like, or sales pitch of the left is concerning. And what's even more concerning is the nothing for nothing apparent pitch of conservatism. So now you have something for nothing going ahead toe-to-toe with nothing for nothing. And this is wrong. We need to explain 
what conservatism is in simple terms, short story, whatever, and then fix the two problems that, they, that exist in the market um, capitalist system, the one being that it tends to be, uh, gravitate towards one or a few players who own the game. That's the capitalist side. And on the market side, the fact is that markets don't work for essential services, health, uh, um, education, and pharma. And those need to be addressed by the conservative side of the argument and taken to go toe-to-toe with the something-for-nothing dream, which is absolute nonsense and finishes in ashes. You can't do any worse than liberal Democrats have done in big cities and, and states they've run for decades with law and order, with safety, security, with education. Republicans have an antidote to the education problem and they have the antidote to the law and order problems called, called policing. Uh, more police, not less. Better trained police, not, not less trained. And on the other side of the equation, education is reading, writing, math. And and we should allow choice in, for schools and let parents decide where they want to send their kids to school. As far as the rest of conservatism, I can explain it fairly quickly. And I have a couple of times this week. And I appreciate the call, William. Thank you. It's a good admonition and warning. Conservatism is complicated as I see it. And I would say I'm a Reagan, Trump, America first conservative. What does that mean? I want lower taxes. I want less government bureaucracy. I want more manufacturing in home and I'd like uh, secure borders and I don't want judicial activists on the bench. And I want America to always be energy independent. If liberals want to discover other other forms of energy before uh, besides oil and gas and coal, have at it. Find us free energy. I'm all for it. But short of that, we need to be energy independent. I want free and fair trade deals. I want peace through strength. I don't want to be involved in foreign entanglements. And with the new military technology, we we don't need to send kids door to door like we did in Baghdad. We have the ability to take out entire city blocks pushing a button in Tampa, Florida. That's how we should fight future wars if we ever get engaged. I want better intelligence. I want more secure Internet I want privacy for every American, and I don't want an abuse of power by the deep state. That's pretty much sums it up. Not that hard. Anyway, let's get to our phones. Jill in Alabama. I have a couple of Alabama calls on the line. Jill, how are you? Hi, Sean. I'm great. How are you doing today? I'm good. What's going on? Okay. Well, I'm very concerned about the shutting down of Parler and... Um, other conservative outlets, what are we going to do about it? Where are the billionaire conservatives? Uh, do they have something in mind? Have they been working on it? Let's get it going because we need a new network. We need new um, outlets just uh, from conservatives that cannot be shut down. Look, all of these services, what what we need, and we'll get it, I have full confidence you know, years ago, I used to use a phrase, haven't used it in a long time, is we've got to just become the media. And, and that's why the efforts to silence and shut down talk radio have been so fierce over the years or shut down Fox News. But more specifically, when they talk about that, they really just want to fire people like me on Fox News. They're perfectly fine with Donna Brazil and, and Juan Williams and Geraldo. That's OK. Right. They, they just want conservative Fox voices silenced. I'm not going to be silenced and I'm not changing who I am. Period. End of sentence. 
And if Thank it God ends with that. me getting fired, that's the end of it. I, I'll go, I'll, you know, pay me and I'll leave. And I'll find another place to work. If not, I'll build my own platform. But the bottom line is we now have smart technological minds that need to build out alternatives that we don't need Apple and we don't need Microsoft and we don't need Amazon. That's the answer. The antidote is free markets. Freedom is the answer as usual. You know, I knew the answer to coronavirus eventually would be medical scientists, researchers, professionals, and they did it. And people are getting the vaccine every single day. I'm, by the way, I'm waiting my turn. I don't go early. You said everything way more eloquently than I could ever. Well, we could so all do it together. Listen, and, and by, are you an Alabama or a, uh, a Auburn, Auburn fan? Well, actually, oh I'm neither. I'm a Nittany Lion. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thanks, Jill. <laughs> Randy is also in Alabama. Uh, you gotta love Nick Saban. I mean, there's never this guy's unrelenting. He, what a great leader he is. Yeah, roll Tide. <laughs> What's going on, sir? Oh, well, I think what we need is to focus on the state level term limits, campaign finance, and get your. Uh, governors and their state representatives to convert your state to a sanctuary state for Bill of Rights and their civil rights. Uh, as far as far as the term limits, I think we can do it on the ballot. Uh, and campaign finance, we just make it illegal for anybody that represents your state to take money from anybody but someone who lives in your state. Listen, our first course of business is, is going to be to fight the dramatic radicalization and the most radical agenda that they want to impose on we, the American people. The, the new Green Deal is the tip of the iceberg. Silencing conservative voices is the tip of the iceberg. Uh, maybe it's packing the courts. Maybe it's trying, attempting to end the Electoral College. Maybe it's, you know, adding statehood so they can have, quote, a Senate majority in perpetuity. This ending the legislative filibuster. We got... Raising taxes is the least of it. That's just that's baked in. You know, the trillions of dollars they're talking about spending and bailing out states like New York and California. Well, Alabamans ought not bail out New York, which would benefit me personally. But I don't think anybody from Alabama ought to be rewarding anybody in New York for hiring politicians uh, that that misappropriate. Uh, funds and don't fund their pensions and can't balance their budgets the way you guys do in Alabama, Tennessee, Mississippi, Florida, and everywhere in between. Sorry, that's not your problem. And it's not, I, I didn't vote for it either, just so you know, but I don't think you should be burdened with bailing out New York and California, New Jersey. Uh, but that's going to happen, and it's going to be your money that's used. I'm telling you right now, it's, it's not going to be pretty. Um, it's sad because we're, we're rewarding now all the states that have been fiscally irresponsible, and we're punishing the states that have been fiscally responsible. It's just wrong. Rosie in New York, I bet, agrees with me, even though it won't benefit her if we don't get Alabama's money. What's up, Rosie? King Cuomo State. Well, That's yeah, genius. where we are. <laughs> uh, I'm a nurse, and we're back to two-day-a-week two testing, which is $165 every time. But um, Whoa, you, you know, have to pay. Oh, you have to pay for your own test. You're a nurse. You have yes. to pay for your own COVID test. It goes through our insurance. Yes. Yeah. So if you have a copay, you pay it. You Good can grief. submit it to the job. Yeah, it's a hundred. It's a hundred dollars for them to run it at the lab. Sixty five dollars for the girl to stick it up your nose. So let me yep. just the two worst things 
Cuomo did during Corona, and there was a lot they got wrong. And I'm not blaming him for everything. I mean, a lot, nobody knew. There were a lot of mistakes, a lot of experts, all the projections, all the predictions were wrong. And Trump will never get credit for all that he did for New York and every other state. But the two worst, the nursing home fiasco, which he still won't take responsibility for. And the second worst thing is charging uh, New York state tax to health care workers that came to bail New York out at the height of the pandemic. I'm like, really? How about a thank you? Um, nope. now, and now they have penalties that they'll put onto the facilities if they don't comply with these these testing mandate um, testing and, and report right wait, the, the penalties. Wait a minute, you should already have access because you're you're a healthcare worker. You should have access now to the vaccine. Why haven't you gotten it? Um, they just started rolling that out uh, today. I do have some some things that I'm just waiting a little bit longer before I take mine, but it was it was offered. Um, you know, just some of the things they said about allergies and stuff. So I'm just researching. No, by the way, that's, I, I suggest everybody's got to talk and have a serious, long conversation with their doctors before they make that decision. They should read a lot about it. My humble opinion. That's my advice. Um, I've read enough about it that I would take it. But most of my friends think I'm nuts. They don't want to go near it. And we shouldn't mandate anything. People should take it if they want. You know, it, this is the weirdest virus I've ever seen. I've never seen anything like this in my life. We have people, even with comorbidities, that survive this thing. And right. and then you have other people that you think would, you know, no problem. And they get the worst <laughs> cases of it. And then you have, you know, you can't even discuss, you know, thera certain therapeutics because they're not politically correct, even though a lot of doctors have spoken out in favor of them. And they won't even let people get some of these medicines. I've never seen anything like it. I I'm a believer in freedom of choice if you want to take this medicine after you've done your research in consultation with your doctor and who's going to prescribe it you ought to be able to take it leave and us alone get out get risk. off our back right it's your body it's your risk it's, it's the same with shutting everything down it's, it's your risk if you want to go out and, and do something that's the risk you're taking knowing that this is a novel virus novel is new nobody knew how to handle it properly and trump i feel did what he could do. And I still haven't heard anything from, from Joe Biden about what he would have done differently. And I'm willing to listen to both sides and make a decision, but you haven't given me anything for mental debate over it. So listen, as far uh, as I'm concerned, yeah. he did do what he could do. No, it's a new virus. No. What about all the other countries? Who can we blame? Uh, you raised good points. Well, anyway, do you like being a nurse? Yes. I just graduated with my, my bachelor's. So uh, you know, hopefully that'll you. bring some new opportunities. But it's a um, hard job, but it's a very noble profession. And, you know, great. You know, nurses now do so much more than people really know. I mean, a lot of times they do all the medicine. They do all the hard work and the doctors just come in and do their diagnosis thing. Your housekeeping, your plumbing, your the family, <laughs> your everything. It's, I know. But it's I, I don't it. like touching people enough to be a nurse. I'm not as nice as you. I just like, oh, <laughs> man. You know, I, I, I have this whole thing that that when if, if I ever become incapacitated, I'm like, all right, I don't want my family even seeing me. Everybody thinks it's insane. And I'm like, I want you to remember me as I was alive. I don't want you to remember me, you know, feeding me applesauce and cleaning my diaper. I'm just I don't want that. I want, just let me go. You know, well, being peacefully. there for somebody in the end is, is just as important as birth. I mean, it's it's really a, it's 
See, you're Very a nicer important. person than I am. I, you know, although I've helped out a lot of people in that position, including family members. And uh, anyway, well, thank you for what you do, Rosie. God bless you. You're a, you're an angel. That's awesome. People are so kind. Linda actually is really good. We never would have think you'd never think she would be. Would be actually. what? Would be what? No, you'd never think that you have this like tender side that nobody would believe. Listen. Listen. Every- is that a compliment or an insult? It's a compliment. <laughs> She's so hardcore on everything. But if I said I was was dying, you know, she'd be crying and offering to feed. First the of all, I would not be crying. I would feed you applesauce, and I would That's get exactly you, you would. But I would not cry because it's just a complete waste of energy, and it gives you a headache. Okay, but you would be upset. Of course, yeah. Right. But Listen, I, I saying, love and hate to the extremes. There is no in between. Uh, there is no gray matter. Oh, no, it's no, black no. or it's white. That's and it. And it's gotten worse. You know, oh, for we sure. Discuss your hate list, and now it's like out of well, control. there's 432 members on it now. Uh, it's now trying to get back to the a reasonable number that could be managed is going to be impossible. It's going to take years of hard work. For well, me. we don't have time for that right now because we have to do life lock. I know, but the point is, you know, I'm, I'm saying that you have a very. I think you have a tough exterior that you put out there. It's just phony. Kind of like LifeLock. Like LifeLock is really tough and it protects all of your gadgets. All she wants to do is take care of puppies, children, and and people that are sick. That's what you do. And break all of the people who would like to hurt them in half. Okay, that's the part of you that, that is and there absolutely you have insane. It. Need nine Eastern Fox News Channel loaded up tonight. Congressman Brian Mast attacked, double amputee, attacked by uh, fake news, fake Jake Tapper, uh, Dan Bongino, Pete Hegseth. Uh, we have uh, Glenn Greenwald, Alan Dershowitz, Ari Fleischer, John Solomon, and much more. Nine Eastern, set your DVR, Hannity, Fox News. Hope you'll join us. See you tonight. Back here tomorrow. Thank you for being with us.